LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 239. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mess. I'm Mario Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. I have no fucking clue what the hell is going on tonight either. <laughs> no, n- this time it ain't funny. Not, 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 not funny. Not funny this time. I mean, in between... End up working a 12 hour shift to audition, being out of whack, not to record anything, to now. She was like, What the hell? The hell's going on tonight? Yeah, you sound stressed. No, more annoyed, but at least I brought dinner from work, so at least I have something to eat. Mm, noms. And it's tasty, tasty chicken. Yummy. Mm. Yeah. Alright. We have a lot to cover. Uh, let, <coughs> let's go ahead and uh, see, kick things off. Go for it, Ari. Um, most of us were related around work stuff. Uh, watched Hell in a Cell this past weekend I'm on sorry. Sunday, and it was highly disappointing. Um, like, none of the matches were all that great or memorable. Also, I did my laundry today, and me, and me being the dumbass that I was, left my wallet in my pants pocket, where it got washed and dried. Ooh. And subsequently, kind of ruined. Was it that new wallet you just got? Yeah, the Game T one, the Zelda one. Damn, man, I'm so sorry. Thankfully, it's actually up on their site for purchase. Mm-hmm. So, if I really need to, I can just get a different one. That's good. Thankfully, the only thing I really lost was a couple of gift cards I don't use, which got uh, melted in the dryer, and some uh, business cards or whatnot that were uh, that fell apart. Other than that, everything's okay. I just hope my uh, bank card and my uh, work ID still work. I mean, if anything, you can easily get the bank card replaced. Yep. But yeah, that's all shit's been going for me. Not nothing too uh, spectacular. All right. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, work, 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 work. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Went to a haunted hayride on Sunday night with my cousin. It was mediocre. Of course. Mediocre! It started out really well. I've been going to this, you know, off and on for, God, probably 10 years. And when I first originally started going, it was so nice. And it actually was a little creepy. And the one on Sunday was just... Because they've upgraded their wagon, so you're not actually sitting in, you know, the hay wagon anymore. You're actually up on benches. 
and because you're up over everything, you can see into the fields, so you can basically pinpoint where everybody is hiding. Mm. So it's not as suspenseful anymore. Um, other than that, today I ended up carving pumpkins, which is the first in many years, and I was very, very happy with it. So I have a I have a Discord pumpkin now. By the way, do you do you ship Discord and Fluttershy? Um, sort of. If it's explained right, I'm not one to just you know look at the characters and go, oh, they're cute together. But if the story itself is explained right, then yes. Okay. I don't know, I was watching, I looked at some fan art, and I'm just like, wait, what? No, no, I'm just going to keep moving. No, there's, there's fan art with him and Fluttershy, there's fan art with him and Pinky, there's fan art with him... And Celestia. I've seen fan art with him and Twilight. I've seen fan art with him and Luna. You know, the fan art is all cute and everything, but I, you know, to actually fully ship something, I would rather have some sort of story behind it. And if the story is believable, then I can get behind the ship. Mm. You're still waiting on the pairing up with him and Derpy, aren't you? No. No, Derpy and Dr. Hooves, or Dr. Hooves and Twilight. Huh. And as uh, Kelly the Mighty says our chat room at live.bugnetwork.com, uh, shipping takes too much effort. I can definitely agree with that, but at the same time, as I said, if the story makes sense, I am all for it. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, my weekend day kind of blasted me off. In other words, yesterday, we had our official grand opening at work, and they pulled the curtains 15 minutes early. I think they caught everybody off guard. Mm. But it was still fun nonetheless. And, I, and, I, and I'm sitting, I'm running around doing my job, and I was like, oh, so this is what retail is like again. Oh. 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 All those resentful memories of old retail jobs coming back to haunt you? Not really resentment, but it's more like how things are supposed to be done and this or that and it's like okay because when you're in the private sector doing IT you're so used to doing everything mostly everything yourself you have the permission to do all this other stuff whereas in retail IT you gotta go through various you know managers to do this or do that you gotta follow the SOP and this and that you know like a quick reminder of myself of what I was supposed to do that's all but it's been hectic. Um, 
I ended up work yesterday. I did a split shift, so I worked from seven to twelve thirty. Left, came back, worked seven to two forty-five, and thankfully a friend of mine who didn't who lived not too far away drove in, so I caught a ride with him. Just so I could be back at work at eight thirty this morning. And I didn't get out till 8.30 tonight. Ouch. But thankfully, I was able to swing by. Um, we actually rented out another room for, you know, for, for the employees to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There was some food left there, so I swung by, grabbed, grabbed some food, and said, fuck it. Well, I want something to eat. I just want to go home and do this and keep things going. So, And that's how my week and day has been. And I just realized I forgot my hours for t- for Thursday, so I have to message somebody on the group chat and be like, "Can someone check what my hours are?" Greatly appreciate it. <sighs> and that's it. And right now, I I I, I want to reach over and grab the food, but also on the same token, I actually want to put on a pot of coffee. Sounds like you're no work tomorrow. Did. Nope. Oh, good day for you to sleep in. Are you kidding me? I have to finish processing the photos from AAC and jump on those videos. Not much sleep to be had. I'm guessing you probably need to do laundry at some point, too. Actually, no. You've still got plenty of work clothes? They give us two of every shirt, plus... We just got two more holiday shirts to uh to today. Nice. Yeah, so I have two red shirts to wear. Um let me open it up real quick. Yeah. It's and the shirts say wait, hold on. Oh shit. They gave us four shirts instead of um Instead of two. Okay. On the front, on the back, on the front is red shirt, and on the back it says give cheer. Cute. Yeah, we're supposed to be getting matching red uh, zip, uh, quarter zip jackets to wear with them, so. <coughs> nice. So I'm, I'm actually kind of thankful that they gave us four red shirts, because we can only wear, from November 2nd to January 2nd, we can only wear red and green uh, Skittles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And also at work, do you know what they were also giving out? What? Free Mets Championship t-shirts. The pennant will rise. 2015 National League Champions. Did it, like, were you thrilled to get those? I'm a Yankees fan, you tell me. I guess not. Hey, everybody got one. So I have one. I might wear it with a grin and a, and have a have a glass of glass of vodka in my hand when the Royals win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a picture of myself holding up wink and have the caption "Thank you Royals." Can I'd be you, okay with that. Yes. Can you tell I like the Mets? <laughs> God, that <laughs> team is horrible. 
And as Rageinator says to me, consider this retail may not be a glorious job, but it certainly beats pushing grocery carts in from parking lots during shitty weather. I've done that. And it's I, not fun. I, I, I appreciate his next comment, though. Mm. Ranma has red shirts now. Please don't go on landing parties, dude. No good can come of it. Uh, if you mean landing parties as in walking into the Apple store, yeah. And for the record, pushing grocery carts in a parking lot, I actually liked that because I was able to put my headphones on and listen to music while I was pushing carts. I'm sure a lot of people do that anyway. Mm. More or less. All right. Let's go ahead and get the ball rolling on tonight's on tonight's um, stories. I think I, between what Makochan found and what I found, I think we were in for a real treat tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> you got that shit right. All right, um, let me uh, pull up a word real quick. All right, okay. Okay, let's not go too, too far with this. Um, I'm trying to find a particular... Uh, I'll find it while I'm reading this. Now, interesting story popped up over on um, moviepilot.com um, about heroes of cosplay. Oh, goody. No, it's actually a, it's actually a lot more funnier than than I actually uh, thought it was than I thought it was. So, and I'm actually trying to find because I actually I might have to go looking on my um on my other page because I did a screen cap of the article and if you go and and when I went back to it. It changed. I'm kind of surprised that it did. But, you know. Now, this article says how Sci-Fi Channel changed the cosplay world forever. I, I will say this. Sci-Fi Channel did not change the cosplay world. They just pissed off the cosplay world a little bit more. I disagree with that. Uh, okay. And why do you disagree with that? Um, I disagree. I believe that Heroes of Cosplay and Sci-Fi completely changed the cosplay world. If you mean by... For better or worse. If you... If um, you... I, I think it changed the standards. Um, I think we've always been coming to this, you know, idea that cosplay was going to become, how do I want to this? Not necessarily mainstream, but elitist mm. because everything becomes elitist at some point. I think sci-fi had a little bit to do with pushing that forward as quickly as it did, um, but I think sci-fi and um, the show itself mm -hmm. Marco? 
Marco. I think we just lost her. Damn it. She was on a roll, too. Yes, here it is. Now, now I did find the original screen cap. I know I... I knew I had to save it, you know, for reasons being, and I and I and I actually posted it a couple times. It's Yahya Han dressed as Chun Li, and it says how heroes of cosplay, which is in quotes, change the cosplay community, and not in a good way. That's how I see it. Yeah, because it pretty much like took all the elitist assholes and you know put them in the put the, put them front and center and said, yes, this is how these people operate, and this is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Now, as the article says, when nerdy things become popular, people get happy and they want to see more of this world. When cosplay began more and more pop, became more and more popular, people wanted to see more of this strange and amazing community. Unfortunately, bringing some things to television distorted was being represented and drastically changed it. And this is what happened to cosplay. For the record, it didn't happen to cosplay. What you saw on Heroes of Cosplay, that shit has been going on for, for, God, for, for God knows how long. The only difference is... It's our personal business. Our beef and our and our shit talking whatever was amongst the various cosplayers, and people knew it. When this came to light, more people were like, "Oh, y'all are a bunch of catty bitches." Yeah, we kind of are, but you know what? We're catty to each other. You ain't got to worry about that shit. And you also got to remember a lot of what a lot of these quote unquote reality shows were staged. And I want you oh, to understand yeah, a lot something. Of them, most of them are. Every single one of those conventions, if you notice, they had the cash prizes. Just understand, they had the same display for the prizes at every single convention, except for that one where they gave out prize belts. Yeah, that was kind of a red flag. Hmm. According to Marco, she can't hear anything. See, unplug and replug your headset. Check your Skype settings. Heroes of Cosplay essentially painted the cosplay community as drama queens and moochers, not having jobs at all. Well, that's sort of true. There are people in the cosplay community who are, there are cosplayers who ain't got jobs, who will put up GoFundMes so that people can fund them, especially females who go who have tits and ass. And there are people who work, and instead of paying their bills like they're supposed to, they'll put their money towards their cosplays. Look, if my if I if I'm down to my last fifty dollars, I get paid until payday on Friday, and it's like either buy the fabric or keep the lights on. Keep uh, the lights on. Yes, because fabric is not going to get keep the lights on. Fuck that. The fabric, will, the fabric will still be there in the store next time we get paid. And if it's not, it wasn't meant to be. You just have to wait till another time. The show, here's a cosplay, also created a lot of drama that was not necessary. You see, every cosplay knows one single fact. Never start your cosplay two weeks before the con. Which is true, but it still doesn't stop cosplayers from doing it. There are people who make last minute... Who, it's like this. There... People will, a lot of cosplay will start in advance, but sometimes shit happens. You're like, oh, shit. Life gets in the way. Yeah. Shit happens. Well, you know when you see that one cosplayer and they're rolling in with a sewing machine, okay? There are cosplayers who will work on their costumes till 
stay in the room practically all weekend and show up just for the masquerade and then leave. There are people Which, I know... if you're paying, like, for what, the, for what ticket prices are becoming, if you're paying that much and only doing the one thing, not a whole lot of a return on your investment. Well, there are cosplayers who will do that because they want to compete and be well-known and shit like that, so... But also, there are, there are cosplayers who will come up with last-minute cosplays like, I could do this within five days. Can I do it? You know? It's like mm-hmm. that. However, in, epi- in every single episode, the cosplayers are starting their cosplays two weeks before the convention. Just so you know, these cosplayers and all the episodes of HOC, they have started a lot of it way in advance. A lot of that stuff is staged. And yes, it will happen where you will be in the hotel room doing last-minute stuff. Shit happens. Plus, a lot of places, a lot of cons have little, you know, have little unused panel rooms where you can, you know, stop in and make quick fixes in your cosplay just in mm-hmm. case shit happens. Yep. As this article says here, the reason why you never start that close to a con is just like procrastinating on a college paper. You aren't going to finish unless you pull a Hail Mary. And a Hail Mary usually means no sleep and a lot of caffeine. And sometimes glue. Mm. That too. Welcome back, Mako. Yeah. All of a sudden, I just cut out. Too bad. You were on a roll, too. Mm. Anything Anything else you want to add? No. Just that, you know, it, it's it's a glorified version of what the cosplay community really is. I mean, in a way, I, I do agree with you, Marco, but it's more like, yeah, all that shit is out there, but it didn't need to be out there. It's sort of like, you know... We can try and handle this shit on our own as a community, so no, just no, no, back off and let us deal with it. No, it's more like, it's a known fact there is a, there is a mafia, but you don't go glorifying it with like TV shows and movies about it, you know what I'm saying? Yes, you do. People do that anyway. Well, you know what I mean, though. It's like, but you get well, the, uh, yeah. the whole thing is. I don't think we would have all of these girls, basically, because that's the majority of them. Mm-hmm. They're you know just turning eighteen, nineteen, maybe just turning twenty-one, thinking that they're going to make this costume and be cos famous. Please. And yeah. do it just for the likes and thinking that they're going to make tons of money because, you know, this company put more money into the the bank for, you know, the, the cosplay prizes mm-hmm. and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So these people think, you know what, oh, I don't need a job because my cosplay is going to pay for itself. Yeah, okay. That's not the way that works. That's what changed. Now, the now, you're not a The reality of gamer. what cosplay really is is what changed, at least for the people that came up seeing the show, not actually having cosplayed before seeing the show. Mm-hmm. That's what changed, which is my biggest feel on why all of these kids are becoming so, you know, rabid. That's what the show did. It Mm. didn't change the people that were already in the cosplay community. It changed who was coming into the cosplay community. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
as the article goes, it gets worse with allegations of sci-fi crew rigging some of the contests that their cosplayers will win over others. Cosplayers worry about making costumes what they had made before the series even began, and the show's focus on the competition rather than the community. The cosplay community is very accepting, seeing how it was swept away from the mainstream culture for decades. But this show does something so cruel, so unforgivable that it immediately lost the entire respect of the community. It's a no like I said, a lot of the shit on Heroes of Cosplay was rigged, and you know what? We all went after Yaya and everyone with pitchforks and so forth because of what was said. And, Going and I, after that low-hanging fruit, huh? Yeah, and you know, and I get that. And it's understandable. But now when you think back, you know, you know what? That was all bullshit. And I, you know, and I have a better understanding why the various cosplayers say this is not what really happened. This or this or that. And there are people who have actually have accounts of like, oh, I was at the con. This is what happened. You know, like for example, the crew edited what Yaya Han said. So she said that a 300-pound guy shouldn't cosplay as Superman. With so many cosplayers having to deal with cosplay bullying, fat shaming, and problems with who they're co- cosplay as compared to body types of skin color, it's astounding how they thought the community would get behind it. I should cosplay as the Flash and just just to piss her off. I don't think she really cares. I mean, look. No, they they edited a lot of what yes. Yaya said to mm-hmm. make her sound like a complete and total tool. Yes. And while you know, it, it was. You know, you, you, there are different stories about Yaya. And a great majority of them that Yaya is a great person, that she's very personable. Um, but there are some that, you know, she's not. And I think this was trying to fuel that mm-hmm. to add drama to the episodes. Yaya, I don't think, gives one flying fuck about any other cosplayer besides Yaya. And I'm not saying that as, you know, a conceited kind of narcissistic thing. Mm -hmm. I see it more as a, she's so busy doing her own thing, I don't think she cares what anybody else is doing. More or less. It's more like self-delusion than narcissism? No, not really. It's more... more business and anything else yeah she's giving a shit about her business she's giving a shit about getting you know her brand and her line out Mm -hmm. there she's giving a shit about the armor that she has to make for whatever you know whatever con is coming up i don't think she gives a shit what anybody else is wearing not you know in a mean way just Mm -hmm. i think she gives a shit more about getting her shit ready than caring about if anybody else is even, you know, thinking about cosplaying. You know, and I have to fully agree with that. I mean, when you look at things from a business point of view, you've got to focus on your brand, your business, what you got to do. Sometimes shit happens where you'd like, you act a certain way. But then there's that limit, there's a line you don't cross. I mean, not for nothing. Yaya has been chill with me, maybe because I'm press. And I know people who say she's a sweet person, an awesome person. I know people who say she's an outright cold-hearted bitch. And I've heard that from two points of view. People who hate her, and people who live in the Atlanta area who have told me things. So, that's pretty much what it is. And I'm like, as long as you chill to me face-to-face and what you say online, we cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I I have no hate for Yaya. Mm-hmm. I think how she goes about things is off. Um, you know, with, with you know, I just the way that she has put herself out there mm-hmm. and changed herself so much just to fit a mold that, you know, is either in her head or in society's head or whatever. Um, that, you know, it, it doesn't seem that she's necessarily being true to the origins of how she started. But mm-hmm. then again, you know, cosplayers change, they become more popular, they need to keep up with it and all that bullshit. Yeah. And I have seen cosplayers who have started out and the next thing you know, like within a year, they've just exploded onto the scene doing so much shit and it's like, wow. And then you got those who've kind of sort of exploded on the scene but they're still like, you know what? I'll get to it when I get to it. Here's some cosplay photos. Enjoy. I gotta go to work. You know? I hope if I ever became th- that level of famous, I don't become a complete and total asshole. No, I'm still... Uh, look, a- as I've said, the, the immortal words of Biggie Smalls, same number, same hood. Same number, same hood. No matter how popular I get in this dead community, I'll still be a humble little bastard. Hey. That's what I do. Alright, moving on. Let's get to the next story. Um, Ari, I think you'll like the next one. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a real Pokemon gym will find out who is the very best. That no one ever was? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> do you have time to take... Do you have what it takes to earn a gym badge and brush up on your academics at the same time? Sen- <clears throat> Pokemon! Get to the interaction will put kids to the test with its quote-unquote edutainment facility, the Pokemon Expo Gym. I think it's underway, and the gym is expected to open around November 19th in Osaka. Stations will teach game fans tips and tricks on individual Pokemon abilities while providing a space to meet new enthusiasts. Stations include Charizard's Battle Coliseum and Gardevoir's Control Score. <coughs> Visitors that successfully complete the areas can win rewards like exclusive Pokemon for Pokemon XY, Omega Ruby, and Apple Sapphire. So be sure to bring your 3DS with you. Membership cards and me- matching pa- pass cases will also be sold there in Osaka. A tie-in app that's, that saves as their progress is launching in November. That's pretty cool. So it looks, it looks like it's going to be fun. Now we just need a chain in the U.S. called Charizard's Gym. <laughs> I, I saw, there's this one picture floating around of a... Uh, sign that has a pokeball and the word gym on it on a mm-hmm. dilapidated building and it says and the caption seems yeah it seems legit <laughs> uh, wasn't sure if, like I wonder if they'll have um, other kind of a Pokemon game stuff in there like I want I, I want to see if they'll have you know pocket tournament stuff in there it, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't uh hmm I don't. I don't think they would have Pokken tournament because this is ge- geared more towards a younger audience. So I don't think they would have that in there. But if they did, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. 
Well, my guess is once it actually gets going and they see, you know, what fans are actually coming in, they might change things around and add things for, you know, different groups. You just know mm-hmm. that older, like older Pokemon fans are going to be coming at, at this too. Yeah, I mean, well, some of the same aspect. Some of the stuff that you're looking at, you know, oh, you know, different things. There are going to be trainers that know all of that crap and are going to come into this thing and go, well, this is stupid. Yeah, people who uh, <clears throat> battle competitively because fun is the new F word for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're who, just going to go to get the exclusive like challenges and the, the people who do like challenges and and work and uh, follow Smogon's every last you know little detail. Yeah, they're just going to go there to get the exclusive Pokemon and probably not even give a shit about anything else. Mm. Now, how hilarious would it be if the staff dressed up like NPC trainers in there? That would be kind of cool. I'd be down for that. I think it would be really funny if I, if I came in cosplaying as Ash, and just looked around and, and just go, well then, let's get started, and just have, have an old knuckle crack. That's something like these, just cut a, cut a shot of building and every the uh, all the other quote-unquote trains are like screaming, ah, 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 you know, <laughs> shit like that. Or maybe it's because I'm running on a little sleep and I'm a little bit delayed. A little bit delirious. <laughs> a little of both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what's next? Mako found something about an idol group. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting and wanted to include it. Um, in Japan, there's basically an idol group for everything. Uh, plus size, macho men... Um, you know, you name it. it. Hmm? I'm I'm suddenly thinking of the one song by the village people. Yeah, macho, macho, macho. Anyway, um, basically it says if you've got a unique message and a catchy tune, there will be a niche audience out there waiting to share your next video and dance along with glow sticks at your next performance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so basically... There is one line that was crossed, schoolgirls and religion. So uh, you get to meet the Num Num Girls. It's a Buddhist-based schoolgirl pop group that is actually being shut down because it's becoming too popular. Uh, The Num Num Girls take their name from the uh, recitation Namu Amida Butsu, the Japanese version of the original Sanskrit term Namo Amitabha Buddhahai, uh, which means I entrust in the Buddha of immeasurable light and life. The girls use their lighthearted performances to spread the Buddhist teaching of living a happy, joyous life. The 13-member all-girl group is made up of the students from East Kyushu Ryukoko High School in Nakatsu City, Kyushu. Mm. Yeah, say that ten times fast. And since be uh, and since being formed in August this year, they've been performing both at school and at off-campus events. 
Um, they've released a CD and a DVD of their first single, End of Summer Num Num Time. Um, and basically what started out as a small school activity turned out to be way more popular than anyone expected. Um, they've had appearances on television talk shows, uh, which garnered them even more attention. Um, and it sparked concerns for the girls' safety. Parents and teachers became anxious over the girls becoming known as bona fide idols, prompting school authorities to take action, announcing an end to the girls' public performances off campus. Upon re-examining school policies, the girls will be allowed to continue to perform only in a more private capacity inside school and at temples in their local area. They've dropped the idol group tag from their name and will no longer be using it for any related publicity. After it was concluded that they don't need to be known as an idol group in order to promote the teachings of Buddhism. Uh, the group's producer is the chief priest um, and head of the school's religious education department. And he still has high hopes for the group deepening people's understanding of Shin Buddhism. Uh, despite the fact that their road to national fame has been thwarted. While there's been no announcement from the girls themselves, the move has received support from the local community and netizens nationwide, who are happy that the girls' safety is being taken seriously and pleased to see two very different worlds of idol worship remain separate for as long as possible. I think this is, I think this is a pretty cool thing. I'm sorry that they got shut down, I think it's probably more to like the policies of the local school, but um, well, it doesn't say exactly how old they are. Mm -hmm. It also doesn't say, you know, it, it gives the name of the school, but I'm guessing it's also a religious type school. Maybe. And my guess is that bringing you know bringing in the idol and all of that goes against you know the whole religious uh, affairs and such mm -hmm. so I mean, I, I, things I, like spreading happiness and all that good stuff that's this must stop mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i i don't know that it's like that um i'm i'm guessing they probably didn't realize just how popular they were going to become yeah um, so they probably just did it on a whim, and all of a sudden they got popular and went, oh shit. Super, super, superstar. Yeah. So, I mean, if these girls are, say, 12 and 13-year-olds, you know, and with all the issues that Japan is having right now with idols and people, you know, bringing swords and, you know, knives and things like that to idol group meetups... It's probably not a good thing. Mm. Also, their name is just a little bit close to Nom 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 Girls. You know? Well, I don't know that Nom 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 is as big there as it is here. Well, it is what it is. Moving on, I like to call this next one, um, I like to file this in the file cabinet of, give it six months. 
Colorado first cosplay store open for business, only Warbler seller in state. Which I think our Colorado friends have disagreed with. Yes, and, it, and I'll get to that in just a second. In Boulder, Colorado, there is a comp- there's a storefront called Moon Rabbit Cosplay. They are there to answer any of all of the co- cosplayers of Colorado's and their needs. Originally scheduled to, for October 1st, the store had its quiet grand opening on the 13th, and now has its doors open almost every single day of the week. They have Zelda, Vocaloid decals all over the place, Fallout props, uh, business cards. They're pretty much saying all nerds are welcome. Pre-made cosplays from popular series such as Inuyasha, Attack on Titan, Naruto, Hang on the Racks, wig heads, show of hairdos in various lengths and colors. There's an anime merchandise and plenty of few props for sale sitting on shelves. And in the very back of the store, giant rolls of Warbler, Wonderflex, and Traspart. The dynamic duo running this store are Charlene and Buddy Davenport. The store is named after Luna, their four-year-old daughter, who was born in the year of the rabbit. Hence, Moon Rabbit. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, 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 oh. well played, well played. The idea of the store started coming back together when they still lived in Oklahoma. It was pretty rural, says Buddy, who's been a lifelong anime fan. Internet and conventions were the only place to find anime things. And when we started cosplaying, there was nothing. Oh, yeah, I know that feeling all too well. Oh, wait, I live, I live in near the fashion district. I, I don't know that feeling. Tell me again what Warbler is, because I've never heard of it before. War, let me look it up real quick. Because um, I forget what it is. Warbler is, is, a, is a type of thermoplastics. You can use it for uh, for making armor and other things. Okay. And because of the price of Warbler, you got, there, are, there are different materials you can use. Um, let's see, what else is there? Uh, what did I say? What else was out there? Bes- yeah, Wonderflex, Transport. I think there's another type of material you can use as well. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, they're all basically... It's very similar material. Um, It's got different heat points, melting points, so different heat can, you know, um, affect it you know, affect one better over the other, depending on what you're doing. Obviously, the transparent one is transparent um, to do transparent armors or weapons or things like that. But basically, you take a heat gun, and it's a thin sheet of uh, plastic-like material, and you form it over usually either cardboard or styrofoam, and it creates a finished look to your piece. And now, I think with Wonderflex, you don't even need a heat gun. You can just use a, a, a hair dryer. Uh, I believe the... was it? What is it? The black one? Whatever the newest one that came out, yeah. it's got a very low heat point. Mm-hmm. So you can use um, just a, a blow dryer. Is it, is this stuff expensive? Yes. Yeah, I, I, a roll is like fifty five bucks, give or take. And how much? And like square yardage, how much is a roll? Square footage, sorry. Uh, twenty nine by thirty nine inches. Oof, 
That's not yeah, a lot. It, no, it's you when you're doing armor like that. You're basically putting, you know, this is savings to do armor like that. Mm-hmm. And if you and if you look around on sites, it goes high as eighty dollars when you get a square piece like that. I know there's somebody because I was looking at different weapons. And I was actually looking at somebody that um, has made uh, Steven or Rose Quartz Shield Mm -hmm. from Steven Universe. And it's all out of the transparent material. And they want, they quoted me over $500 finished. So you figure you take you know, their time and all of that that they're doing, you've still got an expensive piece of material in your hands. Mm. Oh, but it'd be worth it. Oh, it would definitely be worth it. But, I mean, that's it's something that... It's not something that you would go, oh, you know, let's see. I, you know, I, I feel like making armor today... I'm just going to go on a whim and get the stuff to make armor. This is definitely stuff that you either have a decent job to do it with or you are saving up to do it with. Fair enough. Honestly, I wouldn't even touch this stuff because it would, I'd, just be, I'd be too worried about ruining it. Mm, no, it'll be finished to the point where, you know, you won't have to worry too, too much about that. Well, that and I feel like I can barely handle a... Uh, sewing machine or hand stitch something much less you know put shit like that together see now my issue is i mean i like the idea this is a cosplay store but i don't like the fact that it's a cosplay store because in my hindsight if i hear of a cosplay shop i want to go in and see not just cosplay stuff i want to see trinkets and accessories which is cool but i also want to see actual anime and manga in the damn store too yeah, just have it like if you look at the pictures, it's like most of this store is completely wide open mm-hmm. and it mainly looks like it's a showroom for shit that they do. And no, it's not just that, but they also have they've also got Hong Kong unit cosplays in there as well. Yeah, I mean, you can see that they've got various hats that are mass produced. They've got well, if you look at some of the stuff that they have in their cases, it looks like they've got some manga, but they've got, like, I, I can't even tell if those are legit Dragon Balls in that case or not. My guess is they're not. Mm-hmm. They're like painted b- pool balls, maybe? No, they're probably like the... Well, no, they're they're probably the Hong Kong knockoffs. Hmm. But okay. they've got, you know, they've got swords in here just out in the open, like not behind anything. So anybody can come in and grab something like that. And swing it around and probably hurt someone with it. Exactly. I mean, are they going to be allowing people to do that? Probably not. But at the same time, if some jack-off goes in there and goes, ha, 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 look, I've got a sword, they're not going to really be able to stop them. Well, if it's just a prop. Uh, No, it's not a prop. The picture I'm looking at, it looks like not necessarily live steel, but it's not a prop. Now, I actually after we had a conversation about this on my Facebook, 
I actually posted and said that there's a loca- that the Fort Collins location has been selling Warble and Wonderflex way before them, and the author actually responded and said that. Moon Rabbit is the first retail in Colorado to offer Warbler as confirmed with their distributor. Mm-hmm. As confirmed with what? The Warbler distributor? Uh, she just said their distributor, which is probably where they got it from. Probably. Well, we do have friends in Colorado, cosplaying friends, so we'll find out about that soon enough. Now we're going to get on to our last topic of the night. Anybody can take this one. Um, I'll take a stab at it, sure. Go for it. A uh, Japanese lawmaker says that making cosplay for others is copyright infringement. Mm. Oh, boy. In about a week, Halloween, cosplayers' favorite holiday, will be on us. Millions of people, inc- increasingly including Japanese, will take to the streets in costume and much of it will be cosplay. But some of the activity may be against Japanese law. The, web sh- the website Oshiete Gu, an eclectic question and answer site, asked Yugi- Yuji Okuma, a lawyer with the Toronama Law and Patent Office, <clears throat> whether dressing up in costumes based on anime characters violated copyright protection. His answer was that it, yes, since it infringed on reproduction rights, protected by Article 21 of Japan's copyright law, and adaption rights, Article 27. Okuma admitted that creating costumes for one's own use is considered reproduction for personal and private use, and is therefore permitted. But making costumes for friends to use or ordering a costume from a business would probably not be, since it would not qualify as personal and private use. He advised cosplayers to first investigate who holds the copyright for the characters they are impersonating, but acknowledged that obtaining permission would not be so easy in a hurry. This is a little bit much, don't you think? Not really, because it. I look at it's, I, I I actually agree, but here's the thing: I don't see anybody. I don't see uh, a crackdown on this happening. Because if you think about it, if you if you're making a costume for yourself from an anime series, that's for your own personal use. That's fine, but to make it for somebody else, it kind of falls on the distribution. I can really understand it more if you paid somebody. For it, you know. Yeah, I can't see just making something without getting paid for it as being copyright. Mm-hmm. What would be copyright is if you're making money off of it, right? Which I mean, technically, that's anything. If mm-hmm. you're a fan artist, if you know you sell dojin, that's all technically, you know, in that copyright gray area. Yes. And cosplay is also going to be in that copyright gray area because, you know, it's the outfit for most characters is iconic. Mm-hmm. Look at Sailor Moon. Not necessarily the school uniforms themselves, but you look at her, you know, her fighting uniform, her fuku, that's very classic. You look mm-hmm. at it and go, that's Sailor Moon. Um, although, you know, some of the school uniforms, uh, Makoto's school uniform in that show, I don't think I've seen any other series have that particular color setup. I've, yeah, I've seen similar, but not in that color setup, so yeah. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. you know, I've seen the long skirts, the longer skirts with, you know, greens or blues. I haven't seen the brown, though. Mm-hmm. 
So something like that, looking at it, you know, I, I remember one, um, one anime next, I wasn't even wearing the costume. It was on top of my bag and I was checking out and somebody went, oh my God, Makoto. So just from that, without, you know, without it even being worn, it's sitting on a bag and somebody knew what the costume was. So, I mean, it, it really, really is in that gray area. It is. I mean, I, and honestly, the, the manga cars and the anime people, animators, it's free publicity. If they're, if they're working on a series and you notice so many people are cosplaying from it, you know, they're like, well, let's just let it be. We're getting all of this from it, so you know, hey. Free advertising. Mm-hmm. Also, did I mention how much I hate people? Why? I had to push a few buttons for someone who doesn't know how to push a few buttons on a remote. Oh, shit happens. <sighs> I'm sorry, did I no, miss anything? Not. No, we're just talking about, um... The, we're just talking more about, like... The, like the gray areas of, of 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 commissioning and so forth and d- licensing and you know they're not gonna flip a shit because like hey free publicity type you know mm-hmm. Marco uh s- yeah Serenity um what we're talking about basically is that um some of them like like Usagi's school uniform that is a very classic look for school uniform in Japan. So a lot of different anime are going to have, you know, people in that particular style. Um, Whereas Makoto's is, you know, the longer skirt, which isn't necessarily in a lot of anime, and it's brown, which is very, very different. I've I've only ever seen it in one other anime, and I cannot remember the name of it right now. Mm. Um, But it's, I, I think it's one from the 80s. Maybe oh. earlier than that, but it's a, oh, it's around yeah. that time. Um, so, you know, something like that where it's, yes, it is the same style, but because of the color and you look at, like, you, when you look at it, you can go, oh, okay, that's actually from this. So, I mean, that, that's more that we're talking about. Not necessarily that, you know, yes, every uniform is different, not everything is the same, but some of them are so... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on Vognetwork.com, use the passphrase Bobcat. They, they've got such a difference to them that just seeing them, you can pinpoint, you know, oh, that's from, the, you know, that's this character. Mm. That's this character. Mainly because it's like the color combination is not used often because it's such a muted color. Most of the anime, they're going to have the bright blues, they're going to have the pinks, they're going to have the greens. You're not going to see a lot with the brown. You're not going to see a lot with, you know, the, the more muted earth tones. Mm. Plus, if they're the main characters, they're going to be dressed in primary colors anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the whole reason why 
Makoto's outfit is different is, you know, if you actually watch the anime, she says that the school that she goes into, they don't have an they don't have a uniform in her size. Mm. So, so she's she, stuck wearing her old one. Exactly. So that's why hers is different even though she's, you know, in a new school and everything. All right. All right. Is is that it? Yeah, I think so it. for the news. All right. Yep. Uh, I am going to edit in the music later, but for now, let me pull this up. We'll be back.
Oh, that was simple enough, now wasn't it? Did you miss yes. us? <laughs> with every, I guess they missed us with every shot so far. <laughs> All right, Al. What, which tells you, which tells you really a lot about their marksmanship because they can't hit a target. My sized. <laughs> that make that's because you're the tank of the group. You'll take them all out. That's why we should fire warning shots. We shouldn't be that kind. Oh come on, really? When you fire warning shots, they hit the people. Please be on my level. <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> you don't get the movie reference. I'm I'm disappointed. What movie? Spaceballs. What Every you... time they fired a warning shot, they actually shot somebody. That I didn't know. That's the joke. You're firing across the bridge in the nose, not up it. <laughs> Keep That's firing, assholes. Mm-hmm. That is the joke. Mm. Alright. Um, there is no open forum topic because due to my work schedule and the fact that I didn't get in until about 4 o'clock in the morning... I didn't have time to go through the articles and post one, so we'll have one next week. But for now... News from Japan. I want to take the first one. Let me... Okay, fine. Of course you want to take the first one. I like the first one. It made me giggle. So, uh, the Yakuza, which would be the gangs in Japan, they canceled Halloween. Basically, Japan's largest Yakuza crime syndicate canceled its a annual Halloween trick-or-treat event with a groveling apology to children hoping to score a fistful of candies. Mm. Uh, a recent high-profile split of the powerful Yamaguchi Gumi is behind the cancellation, with mobsters fearing that a gang conflict could put their pint-sized guest at risk, Yakuza experts said on Thursday. The group from the western city of Kobe traditionally holds a variety of community events, including a rice cake-making festival, and have previously invited neighborhood children to Halloween parties where they, ha what, where, where they hand out bags of sweets. Hey, it's the New Age Yakuza. Yeah. A kinder, uh, gentler Yakuza. Yeah. However, a notice posted on their office gate explained that the heavily tattooed gangsters would pull the plug on this year's trick-or-treating. Um, and did not clarify why. The Halloween event has taken place annually on October 31st, will be canceled this year due to various reasons, the notice read. We regret disappointing parents and children looking forward to the event, but we promise to resume it next year. Um, basically, the group, uh, the top leaders split away from the group to form their own. And the split prompted warnings of a possible repeat of the 1980s gangland blank, uh, bloodbath with a series of raids and arrests being made. Um, basically, yeah, so... Uh, they want to just, start their own with blackjack and hookers. Well, yeah, but I mean, th this, is, this is, you know, the whole thing of why I did this is the fucking mafia in Japan... 
puts on holiday events for the neighborhood children. In a way, that's so different from some mafia families here in the U.S. True, but at the same time, you know, it. it yeah, just like, to the hear last, about the last it. Natural disaster they had. The Yakuza actually beat the government responses response to uh, you know damaged areas. I mean, not for nothing, but you know, when the Yakuza is doing shit like this and doing neighborhood parties and looking out for the neighborhood, why the hell are they a bad organization? Oh, because they're crime oriented. I wonder if they had to, you know, I wonder if the uh, the Yakuza had to, you know, save face in front of the kids and had to show the kids what a yak what a Yakuza does when they uh, deeply insult people. Like I wonder if they had to like chop their fingers off and shit like that. Like trick or treat, here you go, kid. That would be weird. Yes, that's it would be. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's so. Weird, and like I know that it happens here, and you know, a lot of the big, big, big Italian festivals are usually put on by quote unquote the mob. But it's it's still weird that they, you know, oh, you know, here here's a notice. Unfortunately, we can't do this, and the reason why is because we don't want you guys getting hurt. I mean, awesome that they did that, but at the same time, it's the fucking mob. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess I'll take the next one. Go for it. Butter sushi becoming an unlikely hit in Osaka, and oh my god, I can already feel my allergies flaring up from this. I want some. Yeah. In Japan, some of the most prized types of sushi are loved by gourmets for their rich flavor. High-quality umi, uni or sea urchin, is decadently creamy, and premium cuts of tuna are those with extra fat. But one chain of restaurants in Japan might be offering the richest sushi ever since the pieces have quite a slab of butter on them. Obviously, butter isn't a traditional sushi ingredient, but the four-restaurant chain Jinen has decided to add unagi butter sushi to its menu. Each piece is a morsel of vinegar, vinegared rice topped with a slice of unagi, freshwater eel, and butter with the whole thing tied together with nori seaweed. While Japan is generally intrigued by the prospect of adding Japanese culinary, culinary influences to Western cuisine, the country tends to be far less receptive to trying to spruce up traditional Japanese dishes with foreign flavors. Still, the Unagi butter sushi is a big hit with those who've tried it. Satisfied Diner says it feels like it's melting in your mouth, and one true believer exclaimed, I could eat this every day. And if you did, you'd be my size. Hmm. Also, when Paula Dean makes sushi... Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking. But yeah, like, I can't eat any kind of fish, so I'd have to leave it to you two to uh, try it and see how it is. Meanwhile, reports are being said that Paula Dean is on a plane to Japan right now to, te- to try it out for herself. Unfortunately, we do not have a plane big enough to bring her back, so... <laughs> we're so-, so, Japan, we're sorry. We're so sorry. Where's the picture of Paul Dean with the caption heavy breathing on it? I don't know. You I find mean, it. I'm looking at this, and I guess if, you know, everything is hot and the butter is melting, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I can't see sticking, you know, that much butter 
that's even room temperature in my mouth. I could. I mean, if it's room temperature and a small sliver like that, I could see that. You know. That doesn't look like a small sliver. Mm. But like a lengthwise like... you know, corner of the butter. But, but it's, it's a different type of butter, though. Oh, it's not? Mm. The name of it is Unagi Butter Sushi. Oh. Unagi is the eel. Uh, well, maybe in Japan they churn butter slightly different. Who knows? I don't know. It just it seems like it, it would definitely work. I mean, because of the whole you know, oh yes, you fry fish kind of thing. But at the same time, I I, I can't see eating butter like that. It just no. And while searching, there's a place in Hawaii that makes it. Not uh, surprised. And so- Not surprised. And maybe and soon, maybe soon, more places in America. I'm not. I would not be surprised if, you know, it starts popping up here. But maybe not. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, something like this being liked by a country that has a fucking mayonnaise restaurant. A what? (laughs) They have a restaurant where everything on the menu has mayonnaise. So Not if you were to go in there and say hold the mayo and something, would would everyone just gasp and the whole restaurant just come to a dead stop and just stare at you? Well, considering it's a mayonnaise restaurant, yes. If you don't want mayo, you shouldn't be going into this restaurant. They have a mayonnaise drink, like a shake. Oh, ew! The Japanese really, really, really like their mayo. But it's, it's, you know, it's one of those novelty things. You wouldn't exactly go into Red Lobster and say, hey, I'm allergic to fish. Well, number one, so, I wouldn't go into Red Lobster to begin with. Exactly. So, I mean, you're not going to go into a specialty, you know, you know, restaurant like that and go, I think I want something that doesn't have mayo. They'll probably give you a glass of water. <laughs> greasy because they've been cooking with mayo. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, quick breaking news. Game one is going into extra innings. 4-4. Whoop-de-freaking-do. Let's go, Royals. Anywho. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't care. Mm. Well, y'all know my alliances, so hey. And now, you ready for this one? Cosplaying taxis with monster drivers to offer free rides to cosplayers in Shibuya this Halloween. Halloween in, Japan. This. Halloween in Japan keeps getting bigger and better every year with cosplayers come out in droves to celebrate the world of costumes and make-believe. This time around, uh, Nissan is joining the fun with a fleet of taxis dressed up in Halloween costumes complete with monster drivers behind the wheel. The monsters in their vehicles will be helping fellow ogres and ghouls offering free rides to people in costumes in the Shibuya area on October 29th and 31st. What's more is that the unusual advance promise be so spacious to accommodate any type of outfit you're wearing. Okay, so make sure it's big enough for that Hulk Buster cosplay. <laughs> the event called Ride on Halloween by Nissan will feature three costume vehicles, an orange jack-o'-lantern, 
a purple and green Frankenstein, and a pale brown bandaged mummy. The promotion is designed to showcase the spacious nature of Nissan's NV200 taxi, which has been ferrying people around New York and London for several years and finally make its debut in Japan as part of the preparation for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, I've ridden in one of those. This thing is... Wow. In Japan, they usually Halloween to highlight the roomy interior of the new taxis by offering the free rides to cosplayers to show how a van ride can be superior to a sedan ride, especially when you take you and your clothes take up an extra space. The driver of each vehicle will take part in the dress-up. You can catch a ride at 3 as of yet unannounced as they pick up and drop points in the Shibuya area, which is one of the main hubs for Halloween celebrations every year. Taxis will run between 6 and 11 p.m. Organizers have pointed out that free rides are limited to those who are in costumes and rides cannot be guaranteed, so if you really want to step aside one of these vehicles, you might want to try your luck the night of Halloween when there's less chance of monsters looking about. That's pretty cool. The Ghoulmobile. Well, I thought that was kind of funny. Sorry, uh-huh. I still got my... Still got an image in my ha- mind of the Hulkbuster guy trying to get one of those cabs. Taxi! Taxi! Like, we're like writing a, a review of one line. They wouldn't let me fit my costume in. One star. And it's a picture of him in his giant Hulkbuster armor. Maybe he could just ride on top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all ready to get out of here? Yeah. Yes. Well, people, thank you for staying up late with us and sticking around as we pulled off this episode. I think this is one of the few times I've actually we've actually pulled an episode out of the crack of our pants like this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen again, and if it does, we'll be a little bit more prepared. Mm-hmm. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, then to tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, if you have any suggestions or anything, let us know. Drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. Tell us what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, and I believe Uni has an article for us uh, coming out tomorrow, so definitely swing by and re- read up on that. And don't forget, this is where we always post our podcasts, so if you have any issues getting them, uh, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, and TuneIn Radio. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV. This is where we post all of our convention videos, masquerade videos, and interviews cosplayers, industry people, you name it. And even if we see, like, random fun stuff throughout the convention that we record, you'll find it there, too. If you want to follow us on YouTube, find me at youtube.com slash djgeronimess, Ari is Ari22682, and Mako Chowns are at Jupluna. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us today for updates on our website, conventions we're going to, and other cool stuff. So you, that way you be in the know. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter and let it, and want to know what's up with us and so forth, you can find me at twitter.com slash djronmas. Ari is at the Ari Man. And you can find Mako Chan over at Joe Video. 
facebook.com slash anime jam session and to everybody that's friended us on facebook who like our page thank you so much we really appreciate it and i'm this week um from one of our staffers jeffries i will be trying to push out the otakon 2015 um photos right after that um i'll be pushing out the aac videos i'd like I'll be working on those tomorrow, and I would like to have them out late by the end of the week. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook and see what's on our minds and interact with us, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjronmez, or that djronmez guy. Ari is over at Ari Rockefeller. You can find Mako-chan over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And don't forget, we're here on Vogue Network Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, live at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, on Free Stations Thursdays at 2. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network. You can check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, um, and Girls Gone Wild. These are podcasts that covers different uh, geek uh, genres, so definitely want to check them out throughout the week and the weekends. Uh, let's see what the hell is going on here. Um, something. Uh, there we go. Yeah, what the hell? Here we go. I think this one. Yep. Anywho. Um. Go around the room for last words. Um, Ari. I'm so glad to be home doing the podcast instead of at work, but also means I gotta go to bed in about five minutes. <laughs> I feel you on that. Trust me, I so do. Last words, Mako. I'm looking forward to Saturday because after work I have a date with Skype and the lovely ladies of Kinmoku Revolution. Sounds oh, fun. Really? Y'all, yep. get, y'all getting your drink on? Uh, they're actually having a little get-together at home, and since I can't be there, I suggested a Skype cam, and I do believe that is going to be happening. We all have fun. I will be at work, and then I'm off to my own Halloween um, fun stuff. Uh, my last words, I'm, kind of, I'm not as tired as I was, but I am hungry. I want to eat. I want to drink some tea, and I want to watch NCIS, so that's what's going to happen next. That is it. End of list. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. I can't think of anything else to add to the show. So we're going to get the hell up on out of here. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. You tired too, huh? Yep. Yeah. I think that's it for us. Goodnight, people.
The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>